0: wonder anyhow welcome to racers alley here at the beauty radio in the heart of the mission and uh hold on uh, let me see here let's do this give me a second and boom we're recording welcome to racers alley again here in the heart of the mission and uh boy oh boy (laughs) here we are uh starting out late 604 i tried to make six o'clock last time i pretty much did it Again, now that we're recording, sorry about last week for our listeners. Uh, Apparently, when we're off, there's a different type of... um how do you say, uh, programming on. It's uh, run by the computer, so it's basically an algorithm that runs whatever goes on. And the show we had was rather interesting comparing to my mom. Uh, I listen to the show every now and then, and she she actually said, Alexito, oh boy, that last show was, uh, you should tell your uh, listeners and apologize for that last show, whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, so here we are. Anyways, uh, welcome to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission at Meetney Radio. It's a beautiful evening tonight, actually. It's a nice 70, a little bit of balmy, uh, nice and warm. And uh, Milk Crate Brian, here to spin the tunes. Uh, we're going to also have a uh, Wade Boyd and uh, a little bit as our co-host, and we'll see who decides to roll in after that. So let's listen to some fine tunes. What, what, what do we got, Milk Crate? Uh We got a little classic. We got the Velvet Underground, "White Light, White Heat." Yari yeah All right, enjoy the show, and uh, we'll be back at Racers Alley shortly. Cheers.
1: I'm
2: Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? If I go, there will be trouble. And if I stay, it will be trouble. So come on and let me know. These indecision's
0: All right, on. I'm interrupting uh, Mr. Milk Crate, and uh, boy, let's check in for a second. Mr. Wade Boy just got in town. Milk Crate Brian's here, spinning tunes, and also going to be part of our guest as well as uh, talking about the Dirtbag Challenge. And uh, right now, so far, everything's cool. Uh, we're here in the Mission at Meany Radio, in the heart of the Mission. It's a wonderful day, and uh, tonight we're going to have everyone on our on as well, taking a well. He's uh, Monkey Motor School, and. Uh, He's gonna talk about going on a track in a brand new motorcycle. Ooh, yeah, really neat, yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah. So from here, uh, we're gonna uh, be back in the air in a second. Take a short break again, but you're here at meety Me Radio in the heart of the mission, and uh, Pam Tastic and Jonathan. I hope you're having a great time in Greece. Yar, you guys been out there in Europe for three weeks. So give a big shout out for that. Yeah, hey. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you guys are having a great time. You know, just send us a postcard. Like, exactly. Well, they're, they're going to be here in a short, it's uh, a skip and a jump here. and uh Yeah, but we'll hear the stories, and I hope you're having a great time out there, and uh, holy moly, welcome to Racers Alley here at Meany Radio, and uh, like I was mentioning uh, with Brian earlier, uh, Wade uh, already heard the story, but uh, if you were on our uh, listening to our show last week, I apologize for whatever was on the air that may have offended you, but every now and then we just have a general, like, uh, you know, when I'm not here, the computer just throws out a show, and we have a lot of diverse shows here at muni Radio, and and uh, so, there. Anyways, I'll try to be here every time and uh, from now on keep an idea of what's going on uh, when I'm not here. Yar, welcome to Meet Me Radio and uh, Racers Alley. will be back with you in a second. Cheers. And uh, Milk Crate Brian. Yar. Off. Let's talk. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Races Alley. Uh, yeah. Well, wow, what a wonderful week uh, so far. So good. Uh, I was just mentioning earlier to the folks I just got my truck back. I got a 1991 Toyota truck. Boy, oh boy, really neat. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, it came from our next door neighbor. My mom found it, got it for a really good price. It's a short bed, but it's a stick shift and manual. And uh, for a little bit of investment, you know, it's like a almost a Willy's Jeep. The thing is just so anti-tech. And uh, yeah, it's running great now, and uh, it's going to be featured my my race truck. So it's really nice to have. Actually, uh, like Wade said, uh, we're we're actually fully we we got everything we need. You know, which is really cool as far as going around. It's it's nice to have a truck if you're going racing. It's very important to be uh, self-sufficient. And look, great, Brian here. I mean, I've 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 used his trailer for quite some time, and you know, it's like I said, it's always beautiful to have a truck to be around, right? Yeah,
3: you liked it so much, you got your own of the exact same kind. You just wanted the manual.
0: Just lucky. Lazy. <laughs> I like the automatic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chad said the same thing. He says like, it's not an automatic, Alex. But uh, yeah, but it's a stick shift. At least they can't steal it. That engine so, is indestructible though. Kids, that, right? That little twenty-two yeah. RE.
3: It's My like, buddy ran mine almost halfway down on the uh, of the oil. He was down a quart and a half oh, when I, no. he finally got around to telling me it needed to be changed. And <laughs> it's still fine. I'm not there, worried about it. That engine's indestructible.
0: Yeah, okay. I think this would be about the six. Toyota maybe seven uh yeah I've owned a lot of those for my time 78 on up and uh I've, I've, I've crashed a few and uh they're indestructible really, really you really give cool. to your kids <laughs> exactly <laughs> and the then someone else gets it yeah you had that little Chevy for a while what was that that was a, the white pickup you let me to go to Willow one day yeah, a million Chevy years ago love,
4: a million
0: years ago yeah yep. yeah it was Chevy Thub. I forget what happened to that yeah, Uh-oh. what did happen to that? Oh, yeah. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. That. It's a f- too many cars back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, all of these pickups and this stuff over the years. And, yeah. you know, that's really, really cool. You know, nowadays you go to the track, you see some really nice everything. You know, it's a lot just of like, motorhomes. Uh, yeah, and big old stuff. And, you know, yeah, like, big stuff. Oh, yeah, really nice. But uh, nice to have a little truck. Zoom, zoom, zoom. And that's how I started the show. Just talking about, uh, thanks, Ma, for finding that truck. It's really, really cool. You know, <laughs> we'll get there to you the go. Truck very, very soon. you yeah. right on. So uh, anyhow, uh, welcome back. Uh, well, Wade just got back from racing. And uh, again, uh, running the uh, sidecar, yeah?
4: Yeah, I was running the sidecar at um, Buttonwillow with Arma. And all my buddies are going to Miller this this weekend, yeah. And, and unfortunately, I'm I'm lacking on the Evan Flow part, and I'm I'm not making it.
0: Yeah. I, well, I mean, it always costs a lot to go uh, anywhere. And I mean, yeah, you're talking about uh, a different states so here. You're, you're usually looking at a couple of grand in and out. On, uh, you yeah, Utah is you know you
4: know? eight hours away. It's like thousand dollars and and. But it is one of the best tracks around. Um, they just sold it to some Chinese company or whatever, and hmm. they're going to continue racing and everything, but they put this giant motocross... It was a motocross track. Now it's a car motocross track Ooh. in the middle of the track, so now you can't see anything. It's terrible for spectators.
0: Oh, line of sight. Uh, they, they put a giant hill in the middle of the track. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For some other show, but it's a really
4: neat facility. They lock the riffraff inside the gate, and it's, one of, it's actually... The SRA West's biggest event of the year.
0: No kidding. Yeah. A lot of folks come from uh, both sides of the coast. No.
4: Well, actually, we got one coming from the East Coast. Pete S.F.'s coming again. He he has a house here and a girlfriend in a house there. So he goes back and forth. They race during the winter, it appears. Hmm. Anyhow, he's coming out. He's, he's bringing his sidecar, I think, that he just got from the Isle of Man. That he raced there. And, a and, and, real sidecar. Yeah. He doesn't even know I'm not making it yet.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll uh, hopefully it'll come this way and uh, go out there. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, boy, oh, boy, you know, to to run uh, sidecars uh, over at the Aleman or over in Europe in general, I mean, they have the uh, generation, newer generation uh, machinery where here, I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Wade, I mean, but they don't have the latest and the greatest uh, compared to what they do over there.
4: Yeah, they're really hot on everything, super competitive. They got sponsors, they got their money operating and everything. And we're totally a ragtag team, non-team. You're lucky to even have a sidecar, let alone know what one is, where to get it, or whatever. Um, most of them are old. Uh, mine's at least 40 years old, the chassis. Yeah. Um, and so we have, There's a collection of them. I suppose I was told the other day there's like 30 of them at least wow. in California somewhere, hiding in a closet. So. There's many varieties and stuff, but, yeah, we're 10, 15 years or so behind. They, Europe all went to 600s, long and short and everything, and it's supposedly the stuff. But you got to have money to back that up.
0: Of so, course, just and, like and any and racing so, you know, for yeah. the new machinery. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you need new equipment.
4: To... You need it checked all the time because you're running it so hard. They've turned it into bumper cars. There's like you know you got an inch between you and the next guy because there's everybody has exactly the same equipment. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, it's so more much more competitive. Not that it's not competitive here, but we like for Arma, we've got four or five classes. There's like four classes of vintage. There's barely enough sidecars to go around. So the SRA is basically modern sidecars and whatever you can bring out that works. Nice. Um, so, but um, Mr. Bill was building them there's some sort of sort of new but nothing like brand new no lcrs no super super but the long chassis and you know there's some there's some nice ones but not quite like europe europe's got kind of the cream of the crop
0: yeah well i think also as well as there's folks out there who pay a lot more attention to that which which makes a big difference you know, I mean, uh, yeah, and I mean, those those cream of the crop bikes, I'm sure, are, are pretty penny. You know, yeah, compared yeah. to and, you know, uh, investment for,
4: wise. And then know. for us, um, most of them are on the pound, so basically it's twice as much. If you're on the euro, it's about one and a half. Anyhow, you pay have to pay so much more
0: for the same thing. Um Well to get it here now I think I think the exchange rate is actually almost in our favor now. No, well, they always yeah, they always <laughs> say that. We
4: shall see for me to get a brand new car under my rear here, you're gonna spend eighty to hundred thousand dollars.
0: Whoa. No kidding.
4: Wow. And then you'll yeah. never see me again because I'll be so fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. So that's, that shows right there how much they invest. I mean, yeah, I, GP I just, stuff.
4: I checked you one know. from there. Holy moly. Uh, um, 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 I was trying to check the. Um, uh, this guy Riders, building one really nice. Uh, sort of like a LCR. I did actually talk to the LCR too. All you need is 600. The other guy's willing to put a 1,000 in it for me. I want a 1,000. Um, what if i fall asleep in the middle of a corner or something i want to be able to come back alive and if you got a 600 you're wringing its little neck yeah, yeah, yeah. forever and if it needs to be fixed every couple races i got 10 years on my motor that i got my sidecar right now without wow. coming apart wow uh, I get mileage on that thing. You can run a set of tires all year long, or if you want to be competitive, you can change them and everything, but there's only three or four, you know, five guys that are really that competitive. It's, um,
0: anyhow, it's, I don't need a tire every race day. That says a lot. You know, I mean, longevity and uh, actually, uh, as well as technology, certain technology does last. I mean, it's a fact the newer bikes you have to pay a lot more attention to, you know, and uh, that's an idea yeah. about the two strokes in the end, uh, cost effectiveness. The two strokes were, were a better way to go. Yeah, well, on, know, way on, they, a, on a certain they, these same, bikes,
4: they kind of same thing, outpriced themselves. I was told I could not have a TZ750. It's supposed to come with a mechanic, and, and, and we could never afford one. I couldn't afford a 250 couldn't hard for it either got to end up getting a dumb four-stroke because they because <laughs> they just work and 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 yeah so they have dumped the two-stroke technology the four-stroke technology has has really blossomed and so now they're dying downsizing to 600s you know i'm american i want a big bike
0: well interestingly also. enough i mean um my preferred Race bike it would be a leader bike. I mean, the R1 is is my favorite bike, and I've r- I've ridden uh, super bikes over at the Alaman, uh, GSXRs in particular, and then over in Argentina, I had an R6, which is stock, uh, in the with the Argentinian pipe, uh, which is basically a wide open pop up pop, pop, pop. superbike. Uh, super bike super uh, but a uh, nice bike and. Um, Right now, I tried a 636, which is a 600, and I'm going to go back to an R1 uh, uh, to get out there and uh, do some proper laps. But um, what I'm really after is uh, getting Jack Spike back together, that FCR 400, uh, one over. It seems to be right now. That's the hot ticket. You know, Joe uh, Joe Sullivan's got his 400. You got a 400. um.
4: They make 400. So now there's a 400 class again. Well,
0: it's a really hot class. And that, that class will actually transfer over to the Manx. You know, which is nice, you know. Yeah, uh, good luck on that one. Well, yeah, we'll see, Wade. They have yeah. rules. I know. They keep well, making it more and more positive, rules.
4: positive. Make it impossible for <laughs> your average Joe to go there.
0: Well, we'll see.
4: But Yuri's there right now, and unfortunately, he did not qualify. They had rain, they had
0: this, that, he had issues. No, uh, yeah, this Manx, Manx GP issue this year, uh, which is kind of sad. Uh, I, I got to say, in the way, uh, you know, there's about a bunch of folks out there. I gotta say they must be making money somewhere. There's there's money involved, and um, at one point they did not uh, have a race practice due to the fact that they didn't have turn workers. And this is a world event. This is this is a major event. This is a professional event. And the fact of the matter is, if if that organization isn't paying their turn workers to be out there and to make this event run, these people came from all over the world. Wade and I went out there. I gotta say, it was thirty thousand dollars a year. You know, it wasn't fucking cheap, you know, and you go out there and you spend all your heart to get there and you don't run because the organization doesn't have the money or the, uh, I don't know, organizational skills to have a turn worker on every turn. There's something really wrong, you know, and, uh, that was really sad and, uh, that with the weather, uh, all our racers, you know, um, uh, did not have a lot of time out there. I mean, when I was out there, I... Did not have a lot of time out there for different circumstances, so I can oh, yeah. feel the pressure. Yeah. I was very, very uh, low on uh, on laps to be able to qualify, and these folks, due to the actual circumstances, weren't able to go yeah. out there. But the, the, the which not, is, it,
4: which is an pr- ongoing problem, and all, and always will be. They keep cutting down the number of practices and laps, and 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 back when back when I was there in the early early days, I got forty three laps of practice. Or 43 laps period I just did 43 laps you're lucky if you get 10 nowadays period
0: I got seven um, yeah holy moly yeah so, uh, so everything's people. getting pretty tight. Yeah, you know, the, uh, uh, I hope open. to be out there soon. So, uh, boys out there listening, uh, try not to capist at me if you're actually one of them people out there who decide. Anyhow, <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah, well, Just, I, I, I would hope that uh, you know next year they have it. So um, you do have enough turn workers, and if not, there should be uh, someone out there who does nothing and, and, but a job to make sure. Their job is turn worker promotions and make sure they have people. Yeah, to they need like three hundred and fifty of them. them. Yeah, lots so- of they could do that even with people showing up and being guests like AFM you know the last AFM race I was at they were really hurting for turn workers and people came out of the woodwork to make the race we can work and a lot of people don't know turn workers make the world go around in racing and without those guys you don't have a race and you know they're very under underestimated and you know underappreciated you know and, and uh, underpaid underpaid as well are, anyhow boy let's Get back at our positive subject. So ended up uh, winning. How, Wade? How, Wade, you just went out racing with,
4: yeah, with SRA and ARMA. And it was a, a small crowd and everything. But yeah, we won our class and 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 it was it was for points it was 107 degrees out there so we bought a, we brought a swimming pool because they had free water
3: <laughs> no kidding did you really bring a swimming? Pool? yeah that's we, swimming pool we, your we,
4: <laughs> eric i told eric go buy a swimming pool because he's in san Rosa and they got all them stores And he found he found the the killer swimming pool. They they said we were out. Oh, it says where there's one, it's hiding somewhere. Dude went and found it. It's got fishes all over it and all kinds of stuff. It was great. So we had our podium uh, awards banquet. All two of us
0: in the swimming pool. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it got hot out there for sure. 105. Yeah,
4: 105, 100, We If you were in the pool, you would almost forget how hot it was out there. So we went out to watch somebody that was going around, and we walked out 50 feet. We, like, cooked, and we all but ran back to the swimming pool. It was great.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are. Right on. Sounds so, like a great time. And racing out there, uh, you were out there with uh, another compatriot, and you had a good time.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um what was it? Uh Larry Coleman was there. Larry Coleman actually... Was I believe the driver, the driver, driver, the passenger. Anyhow, yeah, he was on the team. I'm not sure which position for sure, but he was, he was on the team on my car in its original days back in like '81 or whatever. They won Long Beach. I, actually, we were at the races and we got to see the video of that race at Long Beach and how and why they actually won. They won the championship, AMA national championship by winning Long Beach. And everything. Mm. on my car like 40 years ago. It was great.
0: (laughs) Right on, right on. Always nice to meet people. And uh, overall, uh, you want to give a shout-out to all those folks?
4: Yeah, Uh, Larry Coleman, he's actually... uh, um, he's returning from being a champion way back when and stuff, and so now he's on a vintage car. But him and his team, his wife and really good friends. Wow. Um, actually, a shout-out to Bernard and Russ Granger, my other good buddies. They just had a big accident like a month ago. Yeah. Very sad that. story, but they're all alive.
0: Yeah. Well, I <laughs> hope know. they heal well and uh, yeah. races alley supports. You know, you are it makes a big difference and you can always call us here you know i mentioned that uh we're here at 415 511 if you ever want to give a shout out to folks uh yeah feel free to call us and we'll figure out how to turn that phone on and put it on the air you know it's uh, very important and uh you know especially when folks are trying to heal you know nice to know that people out there care yeah anyhow well let's uh take a break here and uh okay Brian's going to put on some type of tunes yeah yeah uh, yeah we've got a little bit of devo for you devo yeah yar. devo <laughs> love devo Sleeping on am okay, Brian, have uh, nice tunes going on, and you know, I gotta say, uh, welcome back to Racer's Alley here at Meany Radio in the heart of the mission in San Francisco. You Anyhow, we got some really good racing going on this weekend over at Sonoma Raceway. Uh, I call it Sears Point. Uh, sorry, people. Anyways, from August 31st to sept- September 1st, you're going to be seeing the a- AFM boys out there, as well as uh, a couple of other folks. I think Supermortard's going out there, as well as uh, maybe some uh, uh, Vintage. What, what's going vintage on? Vintage and AFM. Vintage and AFM? Yeah.
5: I think Abby's
0: racing there, too. Yeah, uh, that'll be her first race out there. And uh, Vintage, AFM, and Abby, uh, Abby uh, will be out there on her motorcycle. We'll talk about that later uh, when she's done racing. And uh, I just talked to her last night, and I was going to actually be her pick crew. I sent her a thingy. I was like, You got a pick crew? And I was like, Yeah, she's uh, hanging out with the. Pacific, uh, you know, the track time, boys. Yeah, Pacific track time. Yeah, the East East Bay folks. Yeah, we over here, we like fun track days. Yeah, yeah, we're we're over here. (laughs) Anyhow, yeah, so she's hanging out with them boys, and they're going to be taking care of her make sure she's going to get through that race day. And, uh, yeah, uh, Abby Kiefer. uh, Well, Abby, I should... uh, have a great fucking time, boy! I remember the first time. Yeah, boy, oh boy! You know, yeah, my first time was very uh, story, you know. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have you on the show next time I'm out, and be great to hear the first time out as a racer. It's been a long time, right? You know, holy moly! <laughs> yeah, and uh, you got a great bike behind under under uh I think it's Kawasaki, right?
5: Yeah, she's got a Ninja 400. Ninja 400. Um, she bought it brand new, and she's put about seven grand into it. Yard brake, suspension, everything. She got a. Uh, got some super plush helping her out
0: so she's got a nice setup bike Yar yar, right on uh be uh have a great race out there and uh yeah there's a lot of classes uh to wade and i were just talking earlier uh, uh 400 now uh, it's a, it's a hot class and i look we uh, really look forward to getting out there actually and i was just talking to chad about that because alex you know um he's still got a race of 1000 because i was kind of bitching about that i was like let's see I can not do the 1000 for a couple of months and get the 400 together either way that's a six month endeavor so I have to go back out. winter is right around the corner so yeah we'll so yeah start working so, on it well no matter what I have to take the R1 out there shucks but uh, we'll go out there soon anyways talking about going out there and track days and all that stuff Mr. Evan you are what's tell, up Alex tell, tell
5: our listeners who you are my name is Evan I run monkey motor school Right here in San Francisco, we teach people how to ride or how to ride better. We are.
0: Exactly. And uh, what's very exciting is uh, you just got a new motorcycle.
5: (laughs) I sure did. What'd you get? Tell our listeners. Uh, I got a Triumph Street Triple RS, the 765, 2019. 2019. Very happy. Yep.
0: So uh, explain to our listeners what is that exactly is it more of a upright or more of a race looking bike and what's the configuration of the motor
5: Yeah it's a, a little bit of both it's it's uh they got uh that motor running in Moto 3 this year right Moto 3 or Moto 2 and uh okay wow yeah no kidding
0: yeah so that's a that's a a, a race motor <laughs>
5: yeah and uh it's got uh Showas up front bro uh um, Top of the line machinery. Front yeah, Owens in the back. Um, Brembos. It's How a nice it bike. There? Yeah, it's 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 great. It's a lot of fun. It's just super fun. It's really a smooth motorcycle.
0: Well, listeners out there, um, Evan has been there. Uh, uh, he's part of the wrecking crew here at our at, at uh, Racers Alley, and he he's been here more than once. And uh, like I said, I mean he's. Uh, monkey motor school and he he's actually a jedi master who teaches people how to ride and he does it in, in various ways as far as uh you know really getting down to specifics as well as talking to folks out there and just trying to figure out exactly what the you know uh how they feel about certain areas of uh going and uh riding certain turns or breaking whatever and uh very important so um this is really neat to go out there on a on a very uh I would say a high level motorcycle. Right now, you just basically you went out there and it's it's top shelf, and uh, so you got RSs out there. What was your impression?
5: Yeah, well, it was it was my first uh, time on a track in like ten years. Okay, yeah. So you okay, know, you guys yeah. right there all feel. the time, <laughs> and so I'm kind of. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a traffic ninja, and I ride around town and hit the twisties all the time, but it's a totally different game out there, and really? I, I go, and I feel like a rookie, and uh, I go in C class, and I feel real happy about it, um, and, you know, it's it's a weird class because you've got a lot of new riders and some more experienced riders, but some of them are a little bit unpredictable, um, but that's that's definitely where I still belong. <clears throat>
0: Well as far as going on the racetrack folks uh, listeners out there I mean first time you ever go out there it's very <laughs> overwhelming as far as uh, the 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 nature of uh, the tarmac I mean you're kind of like on Mars so you're just uh, you're, you're kind of um, desensitizing yourself to be with a, such a wide area and what you're used to on a canyon or something just like a, you know quadruple at times two you know so all of a sudden you're out there in an area that's expansive as well as um, you can do whatever you want and there's no reference to how you're going to do it. Uh, so that's that's how a track is when you get out there you do a few laps if you're lucky you have instructors and stuff for these schools like fun track days yeah august and uh you get out there and you learn and you go faster and faster nowadays rather than going out and and back roads and stuff which are just so congested you can go on a track day and uh, right there uh your power on that bike must have been impressive
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't doing 150 in the straight. I was, I think, 126 was my fastest on the front straight. Were you smiling? um, Eyes wide? Hell yeah, I was smiling. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it was all smiles. For
0: sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And each time you went out, you were comfortable.
5: Yeah, I was. Um, By the end of the weekend, you're going to love this, Alex. (laughs) By the end of the weekend, I was was, uh, pretty fast in Group C, and uh last session of sunday so the whole weekend goes by i start out and I, i'm already passing a couple people but i'm you know you always take that first lap slow Yeah, you gotta acclimate definitely you warm up the tires again and uh you know we don't have tire warmers on our bikes or anything so well it's a brand new bike (laughs) yeah well so yeah and uh that you know that last session you just want to like relax a little bit enjoy the celebrate the weekend and do it at about 78.2 percent so i'm first lap on the last section session get up to turn five on the flip-flop lose the front end (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So how do you, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little
5: swollen, swollen finger, but everything's great. Leathers did their job. The stuff on the bike did its job. It's Got a few scratches, so Sweet. it's not a shiny new thing anymore. But gotta break it in like that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what? It's a live, a live and learn thing. You come back in one
0: piece. That's all that really <clears> matters. straight. The only, know? the
5: only thing I gotta say yeah. is, you know, most, most of the time, times when you uh, have a little get off, you know exactly what you did. And this time, I'm like what the fuck did I do? I don't think there was anything on the track. I don't, I don't want to say anything about that, but well, it was right there on the flip top.
0: You know, think of it as a tango with a new partner. Damn straight, yeah. You just missed yeah. the handhold, and she went off. It
5: was it weeks. was yeah. so beautiful though, and it was so fun, and I'm really excited to go back out yeah, again. exactly. Yeah, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Z2 Track Days. Z2 um, Track Days. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to trying um, Fun Track Days, but Z2 folks were they, they top notch, super pro. Cool. We'd well, uh, like to have
0: them on the show. Uh, yeah, know, definitely uh, that's to talk about their, you definitely their ought to you know uh we're we're open to anyone out there we're 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 a show about racers and uh the industry and anyone else in between who wants to come in and tell stories and uh yeah for sure
5: i'll reach out out. out. and see if i can get uh somebody from there
0: yeah that's that'd be awesome to come on your show but uh everything else worked out i'm glad you're okay and you had a fun day yeah it was two
5: days yeah it was great um two days yeah yeah it was it was really nice and I was a little bit anxious at first, but equally excited. And as then, always, like, yeah. really within the first lap, I was, like, just excited. Just smiling ear to ear, the whole thing. It's it's beautiful, and like it's a dance, said, as you said. always
0: have to have fun. If you're not
5: smiling, you already are,
0: you know? Yeah, that's a big deal, you know? And uh, Sean Crane, uh, bless his soul, used to say the same thing better be smiling you know i mean why else are you out there you know putting it all out and uh, you know it's 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 it, it, yeah for sure <laughs> so cool right on right on so uh right now uh evan uh i've given your number out to a bunch of folks uh again how can folks get a hold of you right now you have a couple of bikes to teach and uh yeah have
5: classes Yeah, uh, monkeymotoschool.com. We got myself and two other coaches, and it's summertime, so we're pretty busy. But I'll get back to you as soon as I can, within 24 hours usually. Um, Fill out a contact form on our page, and we'll cover the rest. We'll get you
0: riding. As well as uh, right now, you know, uh, mentioning earlier, uh, Miss Abby out there and uh, her number is 420, which is pretty fucking bitching. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, right. You know, it's like made, you know, anyhow, um, you've been giving her physical therapy as far as going out there and uh, training sessions.
5: Yeah, personal training. And uh, I've been working with her for about five or six months now. We got her in the gym. um just once a week it's been, and I just wrote her a, a new program. Wow. She's getting real serious about racing. She wants to be fit. Um,
0: what does that entail as far as when you say writing a program? I mean, uh, so each person has their own. You're, you're, are you uh, doing nutritional guidelines or doing a graph as far as how much of your weight? Uh,
5: not really. I mean, we'll talk about nutrition and pre and post-workout or pre and post-race, uh, whatever. Um basic stuff like that, but yeah, yeah. she wanted a three-day program. Sweet. Let's see how she does with it, and we're going to collaborate and see how she likes the program. Um, wish she would not leave the gym and just light up a smoke, but... Uh, well, we all have our veins. Everybody's got yeah, a yeah, I'll go out and have it's a like, beer. Hey, <laughs> Sorry. I'll, at least have you know. a meal before you light the smoke up, Abby. <laughs> like, but she's... Um, before the shot. That yeah. girl's a badass, and um, I can't wait to see her race. Yeah, yeah. you going out there at Sears this weekend? I might be able to go out on Saturday, actually. Um,
0: yeah, I'm working Saturday, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd really like to head out there, you know, especially for that. Uh, we'll see how uh, see how, how it all goes. <laughs> Being
5: and, that the RS is in the garage right now, I don't know. Yeah, I might take the Ninja out. <laughs> yeah. Well, um,
0: whatever you need for either, and uh, I do have a truck if you want to ride, but uh, I've got a mountain bike in the back. Anyhow, uh, boy, oh, boy, let's take another little break here and uh, get back to you shortly. And let's talk about some dirtbag challenge with Great uh, Brian. woo Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get some tunes rolling. And thank you for being here at Meanie Radio and Racer's Alley in the heart of the mission. And uh, I got to say, you know, Pamtastic and Jonathan, I hope you're having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> right on right on welcome back to racers Alley here in the heart of the mission at mutiny radio yar and uh like i said earlier pam and jonathan i hope you're having a great time yar anyhow uh boy we've had a great evening uh everyone's talked about going out on his bike in the racetrack and uh wade's out there as well with uh sra and our man now, wade you did win yar uh, we didn't even talk about that you did end up winning yar
4: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, he got yeah. a trophy. Well, you know, it's nice to have that out there, but you represented, and that's a neat thing, because if no one else shows up, you still win. You know, I've been out there before, and, you know, a million years ago, my my buddy Kevin, uh, he was a roommate of mine, and he was the worst shape in the world, and he didn't know how to ride a dirt bike to save his life. I mean, seriously. And he ended up going out of a race out there where... You know, um, they were doing a Laguna Seca race. This was probably in the 80s, and uh, Miguel de Hummel was kicking everyone asses in the rain during practice. It was so shitty; the fog was up, you couldn't see up top, and he was on slicks and blah blah blah. I mean, he was just doing great. And my buddy down there is doing a race. Somehow, he decided to join this race, and he was the only one to finish, so he got a trophy. You know, in this muckety, muck, muck, muck. And like I said, he couldn't ride to save his life. But he was only one out there who mucked it through the muck to finish that race. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you know, you if you're out there in your race, you deserve, you know, what you get. You know, that's the that's fact of the matter. You're out there. You're doing your job. Bob's your uncle from there. You're talking about doing their job. Jesus H. Christ. You know, Paul Brown was here uh, two weeks ago. Uh, missed last week. Sorry, guys. And um talking about the dirt bag challenge wow, and uh dirt bag milk crate brian you know he's a part of our wrecking crew here and he does the music and uh, boy oh boy oh boy he's been a contestant boy at milk crate for how long um well i did dirt bag challenge
3: for the first time about 10 years ago Ten right years. when i moved to san francisco and i was totally green behind the ears
0: that's a long time for doing the dirt bag it's Seriously. a long time long time but <laughs> you are. uh and
3: it has been 10 years this is only my second time doing the dirt bag this year yeah. I I'd, I'd had, always had an excuse not to do it every year. I was taking a vacation. I was going on a motorcycle trip. You Light know,
0: gets in the way. just
3: I didn't have a bike. I didn't have a garage, you know, different things. And I was tired of making excuses, so I had to do it this year.
0: And what did you do? Uh,
3: well, I rebuilt a 1984 Honda Goldwing. Uh, we had picked it up a couple months back off Craigslist for 200 bucks, I think. Um, and Rabbi Moto Tire Guy and I loaded it in the truck. And the past couple months, I've been before Dirtbag started. I was just stripping parts off of it, selling it on eBay, trying to build up my funding for the wow. for the event. And uh, long story short, stripped that 850 pound Goldwing down to, according to the scales at the dump. Uh, 585 pounds. No kidding. Um, and it's lean and mean, and it's fast and it runs well. Uh, I had to replace two head gaskets on it. Uh, what else was awful on do on that? Well, the brakes, suspension, everything.
0: Who don't know what the dirt bike is, um, Brian? Uh, we'll get back to your bike, which is actually very incredible. Anyone who knows what a Goldwing is is. Um, You know, it's a big Honda Touring bike. And and they're just made to go a million miles. And uh, they're heavy and they're big. They have a bunch of stuff around there. But that being said, What is the Dirtbag Challenge? The Dirtbag Challenge is a chopper build-off here in San Francisco
3: that's been going on for about 20 years, Um, and it's evolved over time. The idea of it is to sort of counteract the Orange County chopper culture of spending a whole bunch of money (laughs) and having a $75,000 chopper at the end of the day. Um, And Paul was on our show a couple weeks ago uh, explaining this, but it came out of an idea from his garage they were sitting around talking shit on orange county choppers and they all started betting on how cheap and how fast they could build a bike um and what evolved out of that conversation is the the dirtbag challenge which is an event where you build a bike in the present day it's for two thousand dollars and got to be done in two months um, and you got to go 200 miles on it at least and you've got to camp two nights so it's two, 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 two. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's had various incarnations over the years, and they've been tuning that event to be a little bit less artsy and more uh, motorcycle real. Um, and in its current incarnation, it's only like the real guys out there. You don't get a lot of art bikes that can just go around the block. You got you get guys that are you functional, know, functional. Sometimes functional in a scary way. Um, <laughs> you are. Yeah. Our yeah, winner yeah. this year, the winner of the most awards. Um, he built an entirely rigid chopper. Um, so not just hard-tailed, but there was no suspension up front. His suspension up front <laughs> was a 10 foot 210 feet steel bars raked out farther than the chopper you see in Easy Rider. There you go. And (laughs) that steel flex was all he had in between him and the bumps in the road. Uh, And he deserved every award he won because he was the craziest guy. His engine busted up the night before. He had to rebuild his front cylinder on the V-Twin. And then he found out on the way he was dumping gas uh, directly into his oil because his float was stuck. So he had to stop along the way and change the oil. And he was still figuring out kind of how to ride it safely because with that long of a rake, uh, you can't really go over forty-five miles an hour. Uh, and we, of course, you know, took him up scenic Highway One. Um, Uh, but he made it to that campsite at 1.00 AM riding in the dark on that sketchy chopper.
0: Wow. That's, that's gumption. And (laughs) and the whole
3: ride, he was pulling over every 20 miles to put another gallon of gas in his little peanut gas tank. (laughs) Uh, And he deserved every dirtbag award that was showered on him. Matt, you did an awesome job and you were really the spirit of that challenge, you know, just showing up and no excuses and no matter what happened, you'd make it happen.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's great.
3: (laughs) And uh, to toot my own horn, I didn't go away empty-handed this year. I won the uh, the People's Choice Award, which is the uh, the audience vote. So, uh, out of all the non-dirt bags there, out of just the observers. Uh, I was able to, you know, stuff the ballot box and win.
0: (laughs) No, it was awesome. I mean, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah, congratulations, Brian. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I saw this, the the incantation of this, like, uh, what he got and what it turned into the first time it started and the amount of... um, Oh yeah, we're just going to tear the wiring harness and rewire our bike. I mean, not every joe can do that. Sorry. You know, <laughs> not and that goldwing harness. Yeah, no way. Exactly. And then you start talking about uh, cutting things off, Wade's territory, are you are, and then you just start fabricating, and you know, like you, Wade, he has a a, a sight to see something that ain't there, and able to do it with what you have, and that that takes a lot of talent to be able to have that creativity and that thought, and be able to have that the idea that you can turn something to nothing. And I've always talked about that with you. You know, it's incredible. I've been with Wade, and he's helped me out, out a lot in times and uh, where we had nothing, and he made something out of it, and. Uh, both those times you got to the isle of man yeah but i got uh, incredibly yeah, lucky really, with a really lot of neat. spare parts in my garage well um, your, your bike looked great was able to it, find uh, stuff
3: that just fit i had an old fender off a of suzuki savage uh and i ripped off of course all the Goldwing plastic fender looked up what i had in the attic and the in the upper space in my garage and sure enough i had that old fender and it only needed a little bit of grinding to fit in the bike just grind and drill holes and it lined up flush with the frame and i just got really lucky with a lot of pieces that came together on that bike
5: i can't wait to see this have yeah, you seen pictures I mean, of it no
3: boy and oh. uh, give it give it so fun. i'm going to do my best to describe it for our listeners because i know we're on the you radio can, i
0: can i haven't seen a picture give me a picture and i'll copy it and put it on the face of a book under racers alley But, um, yeah, describe. I mean, it really is bitching.
3: (laughs) Yeah. um, So once this bike was apart and I was selling all the parts on eBay, uh, I had went out and uh, our listeners maybe know, but the Goldwing, it's a touring bike, and the gas tank is under the seat to help keep the weight low. And one of the first things I wanted to do was rip out that gas tank to have that really cool Look where you can see through the frame of the bike from one side to the other. Um, so I did that, and of course, I had to figure out a way to put a real gas tank on it, on that big, wide, double wishbone Goldwing frame. Um, and the only thing I could think of that would be big enough for that is the Honda Valkyrie, uh, which is kind of in the same family of bikes. It's a big, old six cylinder touring bike, the super wide tank. Um, and all those tanks, of course, for touring bikes, very expensive on eBay. You know, several hundred dollars, and I was able to find one with a dent the size of my head in it um, for 40 bucks shipped to my door. I, I'm pretty sure the guy that sold that to me lost money on just the shipping.
0: And it was an ingenious idea. I mean, as far as I mean, the Valkyries are, you know, going esque. Yeah, it's the same underlying uh, motor as the Goldwing 1800. That tank was just slightly more
5: cruisery, right? Yeah, they have just uh, a
3: little bit more of a Harley look and less of like a grandpa look.
0: But as far as the fabrication idea and everything, it it just fit like a fiddle. Yeah, it just just,
3: I had to bend it a little more. It popped down. And then in the process of looking at the rest of that bike stripped out and that dented tank and the rust that was starting to grow on it, the patina. I got this idea (laughs) in my head that this bike sort of looked like a country western antique and i hate country western respect if you like it but it's a genre i've never liked and i came to grips with it and i ultimately built this country western bike which has a seat that's covered in cowhide uh the headlight is made out of a cow's skull uh with two four inch dually headlights coming through it um it's got a whip wrapped around the tank to hold the tank down to the frame um, and it's got a little six-shooter revolver indicator up on the dash holding each of your uh, you know, high-beam, neutral, oil-pressure turn signal lights coming out of the little bullets when you're, you're driving it down the street. And, of course, a whole bunch of other like, little country-western
0: touches to it. Um, yeah, it's but- very artistic and very similar to Wade's... whatever type of the Weebub and everything, you always have your highlight, like the Batmobile. It's like there's accents you know and you did the same thing each little thing nice accent with the with the gun with the little lights yeah on there especially
3: and... that cylinder at the show when people were coming by looking at the bike showing off little pieces like that where it's like just a small detail but they can tell you put a ton of thought and yep. a ton of time into making just those indicators work I, that really <laughs> i think is what pushed it over the top that's yeah
0: i'm sure it does that's a yeah it's a it, well, how do you say a labor of the heart and uh Like I said, the Batmobile. Look under the hood. Right on, Batman. You know, I'm glad. Congratulations. Yeah, you'll see it. People's award. You'll see it
3: now that um, you know. I want to put out a public service announcement. Uh, You may have seen on Facebook, Milk Crate Brian's KLR 650 was stolen uh, about a week ago. Um, so, staying positive, still very happy about the dirt bag, and I've got a nice Goldwing to ride right now. But if you see a lime green KLR, uh, license plate KC9IRE, uh, last five of the VIN are 00074. Feel free to tackle who has who's ever on it and uh, give us a call or hit us up on the Racers Alley Facebook page.
0: Exactly, Racers Alley Facebook or four one five five zero five five zero zero five one one. 415-5500-511. Anyway, yeah, um, Milk Crate Brian Spike's already been on the Racer's Alley Facebook page uh, uh, recently, uh, more than once. You check her out, man. And uh, if you ever see that, you know, let us know for sure. I'll buy you a free ice cream cone. I swear, Mitchell's. I'll buy, you th- I'll buy you. two, it, two drinks dude, at least. Yeah, yeah. So it's very important. To, uh, go out there and uh, find it. And uh, you know, as any any time, I mean, they have the great. Uh, uh, website and I'm Facebook book, uh, as, as, as Stolen Bikes. Stolen Bikes you know. SF.
3: Yeah. yeah and, and it's posted uh, up there. That, a lot that helps of folks, people get
0: their stuff back sometimes. A lot of folks got their shit back from that because it's just a general, like all of us look out for stuff, you know, and people even actually put photos out for things. Yeah, so, that uh, and the
3: one on Bay Area's yeah. Riders Forum is a good one to post if you ever are in the my shoes and you had a bike stolen.
0: Yeah, barf. Yeah. Uh, they've been around a long time, folks. If you ride motorcycles, uh, Bay Area Riders Forum. And barf yeah think about uh well tequilas anyhow uh we'll be back shortly we're going to take a short break and yara yara and uh, congratulations brian jeez thanks yara it, yara, it feels great know? i still don't believe yeah. that i want it well i think you should be riding that bike every day
3: yara. i am i am <laughs>
5: i mean that's the choice it's so cool <laughs> yeah right on we gonna see that bike on hate street <laughs> yep
3: uh yeah. no it's staying in my garage after the uh, latest thefts
0: <laughs> yeah Right on, right on. Uh, welcome uh, to Racing Alley here at Meeting Radio. We'll take a short break. We'll be back shortly. on right on well we're uh, running out of time here at races alley here at mission uh in the heart of the mission at meeting radio you well i gotta say you know um listeners thank you for being out there and i really want to thank the afm for being out there and they're gonna have a big race this weekend over at sears point um whatever they call it now sonoma raceway but um be out there. I think it's three days of racing. They're gonna have super motard racing. They're gonna have motorcycle racing, and uh, I think they're even gonna have classic racing. Am I wrong, Wade? They got some classic yep. going on out yep. there. Yeah, they got classics. Classic yeah. something?
4: Some kind of classic, the, the big four cylinders and stuff.
0: Yeah, we had you guys' bike we'd be out there yep. testing for yeah. Australia. Yeah, we're not quite ready, so Yar. we're we missing. Okay, yeah, I ran with those boys when I was running uh, earlier with the AFM on a, on a bike I had. And uh, every now and then, you'd get out there with the, the boys with the square number plates. Uh, bikes preceding 1984 in line four. I was out there back then, guys. So anyhow, these bikes are super bikes, is what you call them back in the day, before they had a term for super bikes. Yeah. And yeah, right. They actually did
4: have fairings back then. It was, it was happening. I was one of the. I was a poor kid that couldn't afford one, and I started making them. Nice. I had to run super street because I had to run a fairing because I couldn't afford it. So, so you I ended them. up making. Yeah, I ended up making fiberglass.
3: Talking That's how about you got so indeed, good at fiberglass.
0: Exactly. Talking about making something out of nothing, right, Brian? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Wade's a fiberglass master. I've seen some of the stuff you've done, and it's it really impressive. It's clear so, you've been doing it anyhow, since you were young.
0: Thank you, AFM. And uh, boy, oh boy! Thank you, all the turn workers out there, and gonna work. Uh, yeah, we need to basically uh, start working and thanking more of those guys uh, a shit ton. And there's there are there's a benevolent funds out there for those folks and such. And as racers get at the end of the of the year, you can always uh, donate stuff for those folks. But uh, really, you know, especially seeing the Isle of Man with the I actually had to stop a practice day which hurt a lot of people in the sense of uh, getting out there and trying to just figure that place out. You know, um, turn workers mean everything. You know, without you guys, we're not doing a goddamn thing. So uh, everyone out there, you know, praise turn workers and help them out whatever way you can because it's very important. Without you guys, we ain't running. So uh this weekend at AFM, boy oh boy, have a great weekend and uh Barbara, everything will be cool and uh boy oh boy. Uh we got our own uh Abby Kiefer out there going four twenty. We're all rooting for you here. yeah Get out there and have a good time and really, really smile as uh what uh what's the general rule, right, Wade? Better be smiling, better be having fun. That's right. right. Yar yar. Anyhow, uh Who do we got here?
3: Uh, My cousin Richard's in town. He's uh, been on a little bit of an RV trip from Montana
0: for a bit. And we were just talking about that, Richard. You know, I have a Toyota, and you have a really nice uh, setup.
6: Yeah, it's a 92 uh, Itasca Spirit.
0: And you're basically just running around around the uh, U.S. having a good time?
6: Uh, Yeah, I live in Montana, so... Uh, My wife and I traveled to Seattle first and just making our way down the coast and ended up here in San Francisco. And lucky for me, my cousin lives here and is generous enough to let me sleep on the air mattress in his living room. And uh, I'm just really (laughs) happy to be here again.
0: Well, you know, that's $45 a night. Yeah, you'll get yeah, the bill they, at the end. Yeah, it's like, if you have a real mattress, that's 75 uh, San read. Francisco is very expensive. And being in the studio, being our guest, is actually $30. <laughs> yeah, there's a donation <laughs> that's, that's required. Hour. Welcome. You're yeah. welcome.
6: Oh, I arrived here on foot, and I still got tagged. Oh, you walked oh. here. Yeah.
0: So that's another $10 <laughs> you use the sidewalk. God damn it. Yeah, so how do you enjoy uh, traveling? I mean, uh, you decide to all, all of a sudden make a choice just to... Uh, walking the earth for a hair. I mean, uh, how does that feel? Where are you going next?
6: Well, for me, it was a nice change because I uh, realized that by... um, Is this working? Yeah, that one works. Uh, By spending all my time in an office like that, I was taking too much risk in my life. And by that, I mean uh, a sedentary lifestyle, sitting in a chair, repetitive motion injuries, risk to your mental health, but more than anything, the risk of not living your life because I'm coming up on 40 soon and just didn't want to see that happen.
0: We've all had yeah. those thoughts. I mean, uh, I'm a little older now, so I'm beyond that. But uh, I still have those thoughts. And it's just great that you're able to act on that. You know, uh, when I was younger, I was kind of uh, uh, in the end of my 30s, I was hooked on racing. And that saved my life, you know. And you have to you, you, you just have a centralized goal and you decide to just uh, jump out of the pool and uh, do what you like
6: yeah it's uh it's good it gets you know a little uh different for me on on the highway uh, because in montana we don't have the kind of traffic we have here and the wind gusts on the coast are a little scary driving a motorhome for the first time it feels like it can not tip over
0: yeah well that's <laughs> a big motorhome too you have a big old lot on the back of that toyota you know uh our, my old friend gerald did the same thing and he took off and uh, and uh, did his own thing for a while. Remember Gerald? And uh, yeah, he put a big old camper on a big old uh, this Toyota truck, and he took off into the sunset and uh, had great adventures for a while, and worked on ranches and went to different states and that type of thing. And it was it's really neat to be able to like. Um, decide to do that and Bob's your uncle from there you know
3: are you meeting a lot of people on the road that are doing the same thing as you are I know the whole van life Instagram thing is very popular now and you have a lot of people doing a much more posh version of what you're doing where they buy a, a very expensive sprinter van and a lot of accessories and things like that are you seeing a lot of folks on the road doing that or has it been mostly just you and your wife
6: well, we actually not only see a lot of other people doing it, but a lot with the the same Toyota chassis style motorhomes, oh, which wow. are sort of a no thing kidding. right now. Yeah, in fact, I was at a talk- must be a thing. It is. I was at a taco stand in Washington, and a guy who also has a Toyota motorhome pulled over specifically because he wanted to take a look at mine and see are the. Are you inside. saying
0: they got taco stands in Washington? Well, of course. And <laughs> oh, damn it, you know that's a California well, That's <laughs> us. even tricking us. Yeah, what the hell are they doing up there? God damn it! Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. Wow, that's a big thing.
6: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, The person I met was extremely generous and actually offered to let me park in his driveway for the night because he traveled in his a lot and knows how it is, trying to find a spot. With the 21-footer, you want to try and go stealth mode and not end up at the RV park. Because yeah. the RV park can be a real hit or miss experience, if you know what well, I mean. Well,
0: <laughs> there's a whole different story on that. And we got to go, folks. It's 749. We're here. And uh, thank Ooh. you for showing up. And uh, thank you all for being here. You are. Uh, Milkae, Brian, Wade Boyd, Mr. Bernard Kush and Richard. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. You are. And... Um, See you. Well, let's see. We're gonna have any music? Probably not. Well see for a second. Let's put. Get yeah. a I was button. To give you this, and uh, that, thank you that for that being here work. at Races Alley. Meeting the narrator, heart and the mission. Yar. <laughs>
7: have to buy into what I'm about to propose and I was like so we have this project that's going to follow up
6: the no yeah, I wasn't audio. sure if I was po- I, I could hear everyone else talking but I couldn't I hear myself mean, I wasn't I just heard. I'd never been on the radio before so
7: and we would like for you to cover
6: Turn the Beat Around
7: and she would like oh, I really like that song Emilio oh. and I'll let you know cool yeah. that was fun come to New York I get a call from Emilio Emilio said Oh my God! I love this idea. During the beat around, we are going to demo it, and you know, at the same time, um, she had just done something for each one. It was called center stage, and only she and Rod Stewart had ever done it. And it was before Amy did live by request. So um, I guess each one had gone back to Epic and said, "Oh, our viewers really love that." she did, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, (laughs) from Mel Carter, and so that with gave birth, just between the Turn the Beat Around idea and the Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, VH1 idea, that's how Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, the album idea concept was spawned, and
0: the rest is pretty much history,
7: but it was just the most amazing synergistic thing that could have happened to everybody involved because it was it was great for her it was great for us and you know it really brought her back it was her first gold single, single in like five years and mm-hmm. you know and then Wait, you know, hold your, let, hold that thought frank okay okay <laughs>
3: Pull the fender off okay. <laughs> yeah. What did
0: you do? You <laughs> the fender off and basically... no, the fender was on so the it probably... the
8: Yes, 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 uh, that is uh, song? Turn, turn the Beat time. Around. That was uh, not only yeah. a number one dance hit, but know it know also it was down. a yeah. Top 20 Hot no, 100 hit. Is that correct, Frank? Yeah, it, it reached number 13.
7: Yeah. Uh, that was actually the drag yeah, people, song I, I turned yeah, in. The, uh, yeah, and that's and that's so funny that you say that because it, it it led into the everlasting love single and video because she was eight months pregnant and she could not film a video. So we said let's get some Gloria drag queens to do her at different phases in her career. And so she wasn't really ever in the video, and it was uh, you know all of the various uh, drag queens that performed and ended up going on tour with her after she gave birth to Emily, and um, it was amazing because it really it not only took her back to the clubs, but it really cemented her um, her relationship with the with the gay community and um, and just she was. Yes. You know, at that time, she was between her and Madonna. At that time, those were the only two like pop, rhythmic, dance, you know, female artists that were out there because it was pre-JLo. Gotcha. And, um, yeah, there was and, a world before uh, JLo yeah it was uh turn the beat around was ninety three and then everlasting love was 94 ninety five and then I remember Vicki Sue
8: Robinson saying she approved of the remix she liked
7: it yeah you know i I saw her at the Roxy one night and I just said to her I was like, oh my god, I was like you have no idea how much I love you.
6: out.
5: I'm nice. Yeah, because I went well, to Yeah, sunny for the beautiful. I put on sunscreen to do yoga. Yeah. No, the place is really um, neat. Um, yeah. I went there for a uh, handful
6: of classes a bunch of years ago. Yeah, he was talking they
5: with me about it
7: before. Yeah. And she had done, you know, uh, she had done Everlasting Love, and then she had done To sir With Love, and a couple other things. She did some amazing stuff. Uh, you know, I just love and respect her, and God rest and her soul, okay. because, it's because it's she fabulous. is just so uh, she was just so amazing, uh, I mean, I and, and she I was, you know, she even sure. said, you know, that whole thing with Gloria really helped me, like, get some, you know, g- help me get back on track and get back on the road, and she goes, it was great, so awesome. it was great for that everybody. That for yeah, yeah,
8: well, listen, let's okay. change gears now, guys, okay. I, I want to ask everyone here as well, so, you know, this past Sunday was the um, Academy Awards, and,
7: and um, what did you all okay. think of the uh, duet between Lady Gaga? Well, Brad. You know, fast. it was sort of—it was sort of a magic moment. I mean, did you feel the magic? You don't—you don't get many magic moments like that on screen. And and whether there's realness behind it, there's definitely chemistry and you know yeah you know i'm good good camera angles too that helps well well yeah i mean whoever was shooting it was brilliant
8: oh my god he he's keeping he'll be there next year now guys you probably were too busy were you at fundraisers what were you doing david where you going
9: david's gotta go Okay.
5: Oh, uh, go! It was San Don't let me stop you.
9: He's making wa- He's got to make water.
8: <laughs> Did anybody? <laughs> want oh no, he got a new pair of headphones. Oh I, look at him! Before I ask this question, I, it's, this is not scripted. Um, but you guys, I forget you. You're so busy, you know, with
10: the Dugo family. Will well, you? The,
8: there was an opinion. Okay. I was an opinion. Oh, you're yes.
10: Uh, yes we're waiting for Armando. <laughs> Amando. Oh well. The, uh, hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> came in kind of late. Uh, well, I will say to answer your, your question, tweak of uh, the uh, the Oscars. I, you know, being the movie guy that I am, I uh, I actually thought that their performance was really, really good. I thought it was very. They were very. They were back in character, like they were in the movie. Hmm. And um, I mean, people are going to be saying a lot of things about you know what does that performance really mean? Are they you know is there something going on and is there something, you know, beyond the performance? But, you know, I mean, this is, it's, to me, it's just a testament of their art and and them as artists. You know, they really believed in that project, the whole Star is Born project. And uh, I think that when you see, especially when you see a man and a woman being so connected on a song and on a project you immediately think "Ooh, there must be something deeper than that but i just I, I i thought the i thought the the that performance in the entire show itself was was very well done and uh, actually I, in person i don't think we really i don't think we really need a host honestly i thought it flowed mm-hmm. much better yeah. yeah there
7: was no need there was no need for
8: one Mm-mm. cruising could you see yourself in the lady gaga role
9: uh uh i could see myself uh with her co-star inside me <laughs> uh <if> that counts <laughs> uh but uh I'm not sure Changed I can see the song to Swallow, not Shallow <laughs> Oh, yeah. Swallow is right Bareback Swallow is what uh, okay. the name of the song would be They don't call you Cruz in the Loop or <laughs> But I think that uh, I like the time when uh, Remy or Rami fell off the stage And he did it oh. so elegantly and, uh, and caught himself That was sweet You've done that Oh yes
8: I have <laughs> but she hasn't caught off. herself no
9: no no, and I've taken out a few people who've tried to catch me
8: <laughs>
9: I've broken so many shoes. remember how many pairs of shoes that I broke? What uh, size do you wear uh, of, of 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 what shoes Oh ladies or men's you know in heels yeah. oh in heels I wear uh, uh, uh thirteen sorry, I forgot. I forgot, David, don't judge me, I forgot. What about you, Manny, did you get a chance to watch the
10: Academy Awards? I did not. (laughs) not.
9: What size uh, pumps do you wear, Manny?
10: I've never worn pumps, but based on the math, I guess I wear a 15. Oh! Wow. wow. That's the big 15th 15, 16. Right. You know so what that, that means.
9: means. Yeah. All right. I can't I was, find shoes. That was the first thing that went through. <laughs> He's my, got big, big my socks. My right. <laughs> <laughs> We're like
8: two peas in a pod sometimes. We,
9: we are like two peas in a pod. Speaking of that, did you still have to pee, David? Oh, no. Sorry, David. No. no. Go ahead.
8: No. no, I was done. I no. Don't be shy now. No. He lost. He lost the urge. No, he did. We put him on the spot. So
5: well, speakers. no. I'm just holding back because you know
9: there has he wants been a, a heavy lot flow.
5: Of, there has <laughs> been also some criticism uh, of their performance. Yeah and some critiques um, in the film and outside of the film. So I was just going to rile up the queer community. Because I also heard from Ruby Redmon Rowe that it got completely quiet at one of the bars here when that performance came on. So all the Gabes in Castro were all over it um, and loving it. And I was like, eh, it was okay.
8: Yeah. Now, Frank, have you ever (laughs) had the opportunity to cross paths with uh, Lady Gaga?
7: You know, not not personally, but uh, always on the periphery, uh, you know, on the fringe. I've, I've been um, just blessed to have a couple of moments with her. One um, was when I was at the task force and um, I knew somebody that was working very closely with her and I just um, helped to secure, her having the back cover of the uh, Winter Party Guide, uh, and I just said she should be, she should have that, I mean, and and the label should back her for that, and, and it ended up happening after much uh, drama, and you know, back and forth and back and forth, and then I was also blessed to work with the lovely and talented Orlando Puerta, who um, asked me to help him work Till It Happens to You, um, which was uh, written by Diane Warren. And we took it to number one on the Billboard Club chart. And that was, I want to say 2014, 15, right, right? Like right around that time, right? Those, those were my moments. Those were my Gaga moments. Oh, oh, oh.
9: in my life.
8: Okay, now <laughs> <laughs> let's us uh, sh- switch gears, Frank, because uh, we are, the show is rolling along fast. I know you
7: want you want to get to what I'm doing now. Yes, right? please. So, all right. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. you, you know that I uh, my company is called May I Be Frank, and it's been running since 2000, and I've been so blessed to. Have you know gotten to this path? But like currently, I'm working some really amazing records. Um, one is the Sea Rod record featuring Brendan O'Hara, who is an amazing vocalist. Um, actually, the, the most interesting thing about him is, uh, and Sea Rod even said this to me when he, when he recorded him doing the vocal, he didn't have to do anything to the vocal. That vocal is raw. No auto-tune Nothing That's him And um, I-, I just It's such a stirring emotional vocal And my favorite mix is the Tony Moran mix Because Tony Moran is oh. the only producer Who can really take a vocal like that And make it soar on the dance floor and, um, Is that the mix you said?
11: something happening here, but it ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there telling me I've got to beware. I think it's time to Stop. stop, children. What's that sound? Everybody look what's going